She's taking longer. Thank you so much for tuning in. We record this podcast every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time right in Chicago, Illinois. We're in the Lakeview neighborhood. We talk Chicago sports a lot. We're also taking it back. Talking some wrestling tonight, Al. Oh, am I excited. It's it's our big wrestling show. It is our big wrestling show. Uh, Bucket's Graveline is here today. Hello, hello. How's it going, guys? Great name, huh? Yeah, hey. Thanks for being on the show. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I got the sign. Got the sign. We're good to go. We are a part of the Ultimate Sports Talk Network, I think. I'm pretty sure we're still a part of it. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. I haven't heard from those guys in a couple weeks. I'll give them a call. Well, we're making sure magic. Still like it. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, blogtalkradio.com. They host us. You can find all of our shows on demand on our blog talk page, uh, Stitcher Radio. It is an amazing app that is available for both the iPhone and the, uh, the Android telephone as well, where you can listen to us and many other podcasts and us as well. Uh, Al Archer has even figured out the Stitcher app. Is this really our 69th episode? This is episode 69. Wow. Yeah. I, it doesn't include like the little Stanley Cup show that we did, and, you know, a couple of. Those. Well, that didn't really, really. I almost died that day. You, it was the Blackhawks. It was a thousand degrees no outside, water. and I had no water. No water. Well, I for one, I'm glad that you're still here. Oh well. Then it just would have been the Lawrenson show. We're also on iTunes, as always, for those of you using Apple, and just got myself an Apple TV last week, Al. Uh, yeah. Here's my plug for them for some reason. I guess they need one. Uh, found the podcast on there uh, through it through the podcast app on the Apple TV. So if you're bored and you just want to stare at our logo and listen to us, perhaps you're doing some adult-type activities, maybe you want to listen to our show. Really? <laughs> what? Adult activities? Like yeah. if they were 69ing for the 69th episode, it would be... Uh... <laughs> we're good. We're good. We're good for that. Speaking hey, of which, I just got heard, great news. Talk about it. Buff Bagwell is is a male escort. He is a male escort. Maybe, as a matter of fact, he might be our special guest tonight. You said somebody might be showing up. I am, I'm hoping it's Buff Bagwell. We'll see. Um, good news for me. I, I'm close to stealing my neighbor's uh, internet. Wi-Fi. You're working on it. I'm getting there. You got a plan. It's a it's a mechanical shop that's by me that offers free Wi-Fi for their customers. So I'm thinking if I go in there, I'd be like, hey, how you doing? Uh, I'm just waiting for my wife. She's coming with the car. And I, like, sit down and I, like, start playing on my phone. Give that, like, five minutes. We're like, hey, you guys got the, the Wi-Fi? Get the password. Sit for another five to ten minutes. And then go, oh, you know what? Uh, my wife just texted me. She's running late. We're going to stop in tomorrow. You guys open at eight? Free let, Wi-Fi. Let me tell you, folks, this podcast here will inform you how to do a lot of things. That right there is just one of them. He is Al Archer. My name is Clark Lord, and I'm going to hand it over to my partner yet again, Alfred Ferdinand Larcher III. Ladies call, and, call him Fred. 
Ladies and gentlemen, it's true I once hosted the greatest wrestling show on the internet. And it was about 10 years ago, long before everybody was doing podcasts. And I haven't done wrestling in about a decade. And tonight, it's great to come back and, and just feel the spirit. Welcome home. And, and talk about uh, one of the greatest shows uh, on earth, which is, of course, the WWF. They don't w- call it that anymore. W- they got sued by the pandas, and now they can't do that. I remember seeing a shirt years ago in my off time. It said, get the F out. Yeah. They got the F out. That was their T-shirt for a minute. They were... They must have still been in the Attitude Era at the time. I think they do. By the way, you want to talk wrestling, our phone lines are open. We have a 1-800 number. So if you're listening live, yeah, the 800 number is 888-787-4827, 888-787-4827, or join the chat. If you go to our blog talk page, listening live, that is, you can scroll down to the bottom right there, and you can find uh, the chat room is, is listed there. Call us at 888-787-4827. Al Archer has the text line. We do have a text line. Comes right to the studios here, the Larcher and Lawrence in studios. The number to call, or the number to text to, 773-559-5189. So if you just like to send a text, send it there. For those yeah. of you on Twitter, we are at Larcher Lawrenson, at Larcher Lawrenson. Uh, you can find our guest tonight, uh, Mr. Jeffrey Buckets Graveline. Uh, at Buckets Light. That's right. That's Buckets L-I-T-E. That's right. L-I-T-E. On the Twitter. Hey, Al. I'm not going to lie to you. In honor of the show, I'm feeling very uh, RVD right now. You know what I mean? Buckets gets the reference. <laughs> <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I'm there. Oh, fair enough. I, I, I'm glad you're here and you're, you're RVD'd out. I <laughs> am. I'm feeling good, baby. Wow. <laughs> I need to learn how to say no. Yeah, you can't to this guy. Wrestling is in a pinnacle for the first time in many years as wrestling has – it's interesting. It's interesting for a guy who's left it to come back and see what's going on and not really know everybody but know some of the people. And uh, I'm excited to see what the main event of WrestleMania is. Does anybody here at this, uh, this level right now think the main event is going to be Randy Orton and Batista? Only if they inject uh, Brian and Punk sure. into it. Okay, so I you mean, do think that? So no, the that's the new it. hot rumor. Is that, that correct? Is, that is, that is Did the you hot see rumor. that? Out? Were you Paul Colgan, listener Andrew, is going to come out? Yep, and he's going to be like, you know something? These people, they're getting screwed by not having what? Daniel Bryan. Paul Colgan sounds like Steve Austin. Well, they all sound the same. Okay, it's all, right. all it's all a deep raspy southern yeah. accent. So he's gonna he's you, gonna go ahead and he's gonna make the Hulkamaniacs run wild. On the WWE Universe and change up the main event, and Daniel Bryan will be involved. Triple H may be involved, and you have a fatal four-way for the world wrestling, the world, the, the, the champion thing, the you, title. You think Hunter gets involved there? Does he, does he come back just for that match, or is it a, is it a one and done? I, I think, well, I don't wow. know. What is he doing? How long has he been out? See, I don't know. Yeah, we're kind of we, we're back. What the last three weeks or right. so? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Hunter, said, Hunter uh, has not strapped on the boots, to my knowledge, since uh, since Mania last year in New York. Okay, and then I think yes. Uh, I, I mean, maybe he's on the Undertaker role where I it's think once a year. I think he's like, well, I'm now the boss. So I'm going to go ahead and be Undertaker. He's, he's the king of kings. He is the That's, king of cakes. <laughs> which is ridiculous. What a, you know what that guy? I met. Guy when I was a little kid, and he he was a creep back then, and he's a creep to this day, and I absolutely hate uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley. But I do like that this whole time. Now now he's Triple H, and this whole time he's been Hunter Hearst Helmsley. But even though he's not like this aristocrat, never was this aristocrat. His finisher is still the pedigree. 
Yeah. It's still called it the Bad is, and Great. It is, it is. Like, he didn't evolve the well, name with his character. I mean, and it's not like he really changed the name that much. They still call him Hunter, so he's still Hunter first. Right. He doesn't I mean, do the courtesy anymore. The funny thing is now, it's come full circle if you think about it. He actually is now the aristocrat. Oh, yeah. He is the guy of wealth and power. And uh, it's amazing how he got there. He, he found the princess. That's a smart move. That is a smart move. Remember when they got married in the drive-thru? Yes. The, mm-hmm. the drive-thru marriage, Stephanie was knocked out. Who was she with at the time in the storyline? Uh, was it Edge? Yeah. I think it was. Was it Edge? Yeah, it was Edge or, it was Edge or Christian, one of the yeah, two. They're, 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 they're kind of one's alive. Yeah. Well, as, we, as we established earlier, Edge passed away. What do, you, in peace. What, do you think, what do you think of the whole Edge death? How, how, did you hear how that happened? No, I didn't. Did you, you just looked it up, though. I, I did look because it up. when I brought up that Edge is dead, you you were trying to call me out on. Yeah, it. I was. You went to the internet. I did go to the internet. And what did you find? Edge is alive. <laughs> what? Adam Copeland is living. All right, hang on. He never died. Dude. Who, who am I thinking of? Hang I on. don't know. Why? What? Why are you setting me up like this? I was setting you up. <laughs> Can you close the lid to that pizza? We need to keep that pizza warm. Oh, you're like a you're an old Jewish woman no, all of a sudden. You're the guest, buckets. This is for this is for my guy. What are you making me work for? I'm sitting here, I'm carrying the damn show right now. Um, I paid your. It's also uh, my God is Undertaker old? Oh, look at that! The EP Lauren's gonna put the oven on for us so the pizza stays warm. There you go. All right. What were you? Problem saying? solved. You're worried about that? We're sitting here. Yeah, this guy all week, he's like, I don't know how to make the content of the show better. We need to make the content of the show better. So the whole show, his focus is on the pizza being too cold. I mentioned it once this morning, the content. Once this morning. I mean, it, it, the dedication you two show to your craft and the worries of the quality of the show astound me. Well, thank you, sir. So we're in Chicago, Illinois, the greatest city on earth, and um, it's also a city of controversy. As Raw was here this last week, and there was talk of some kind of movement in order for people to cry and bellyache about CM Punk leaving the company. I don't get it, but okay. He, he's the, the best in the world. I mean, the, the stick is true. Yeah. He, he's the best talent, arguably standing up next to Daniel Bryant, in-ring talent, those two. I two. saw CM Punk when I was 14 years old, and he was about 17. We, I would watch every week at the LWF. I'd go to Lamont, Illinois, and I once saw this guy do a backflip off the second balcony of some gymnasium in Lamont through light bulbs. Wow. I mean, he's amazing. and There's yeah. no question about it, but you guys understand, he, he needed a break. He walked away. Well, it's not a break. He, he basically took his ball and went home. Okay. That's... I mean, at, when you're at the pinnacle of your career, is that something you really want to do? I mean... Well, why is he doing it then? It's his ball. He can carry his balls back if he want, if he had any. Is there any chance, any chance at all, uh, what percentage would you give it that this is still a work? Yes, absolutely. It's wrestling. The only thing that was ever real that I got fooled on was Owen Hart. Owen Hart fooled me. That was me. the only thing I was like, no, dude... I got a phone call. I was, I was working, it, and I said, "This is a work." I was watching it. I was working at a. I was a security guard, and I was sitting there listening to Adam Carolla and Doctor Drew. And I get the phone call saying, "Hey, uh, Owen Hart. Owen Hart died." I'm like, "Was he dressed as the Blue Blazer when he died?" They're like, "Yes." I'm like, "It's obviously they want to kill off that character." Owen Hart is co- he's going to be Owen wow. Hart again. Wow. He expected to come back, and as as we know, that is not true. 
No, he was dead. No, that was a wild night in, in wrestling. But Agreed. that's why, Buckets, I, let me ask you, uh, seriously, do, would you put a percentage on it? Uh, or On this being a work, uh, before Raw, I would have put it at a 80% work. Yeah. Now I think it's about a 20% work. Wow. Like it so dropped you, that much. You're convinced that. that this is a real deal. This is a real deal. Like over the business. And honestly, the reason why it's believable is because the business is a hard business to live. It's a hard life to live. It's a hard thing to do. And he, especially with the storylines and the, the cutthroat guy that Vince is. So is it any less hard for John Cena? A guy who's actually given his all to the business? A guy who goes out there and puts on amazing matches for the WWE universe constantly? You can't see me? You people need to start respecting him. Well, see, the problem with comparing those two is that Cena, his whole life has been dedicated to wrestling and being the face and the top, top baby face, top champion, this, that, and the other thing. Punk has a career accomplishment list yeah. that he wants and that he's made known, and the only thing left to tick off that list is main event WrestleMania, which is why yeah. he took his ball and went home. Yeah. Because he's not going to main event WrestleMania anytime soon. What do you mean it's not his turn? It's not his turn right now. He's it's it's Daniel Bryan's turn. The man, the man has been arguably, him and Cena have been the face of the company for the last four or five years. And it's been boring. I, I, I mean, I can't argue that, but at the same time, that goes back to creative and how the, the storyline. How long are you going to blame writing before you start saying, well, you know what? They can only work with the characters they have. Well, here's the thing. Uh, Cena gets the push the whole time, even though that's not what the fans want. I mean, but the, it is the what fans the fans do want. Not. No, it's not. It's what Vince wants the fans It's want. what half the fans it's want. The he won't convince it's what the kids want. He'll, he'll kids get, have, the, have the parents' money. And, and Al, I think we've even talked about it on the show before. Your argument for Cena is that if you were a kid, like we were watching Hogan, you thought he was the greatest thing ever. He was the greatest thing, and now I look back at it. I gotta I'm 34 like, years old, and if I saw some weird blonde guy with a pedophile mustache talking about children constantly and running wild and, and taking vitamins, why is he pushing Flintstone vitamins? I, I used, it's creepy. I used to watch wrestling Saturday mornings with my with my godfather and my father. That was my first. The godfather with his my godfather Denny and 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 my father. And uh, if I recall right, they would cheer against. Yeah, it was hard. They would cheer against Hulk Hogan. Well, like, and I'm pulling for Hulk Hogan. I'm eating my vitamins. I'm saying my prayers. And they're like, "Oh, but watch out! He's going to get beat by Andre." Your uncle, your godfather's like, "Hope your kid grows up all right," because uh, you know some of them praying and eating vitamins. He's a follower. The weirdo. Trying to get some 24-inch pythons is what I was trying to do. Uh, how did that work out for you? <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I'm still working on it. I, got about, young. I didn't end up with the 24-inch pythons, but I did get the 54-size waist. Fair enough. Yeah. That was my point. Well, that was a buzzkill. <laughs> um, Wouldn't bring it down. <laughs> Always leave them laughing, Al. That's well right. done. <laughs> Whoops. So I just like... We're just like old people talking wrestling tonight. Yep. That's the subject. But anyways, yeah, CM, listen, CM Punk, he went in there, and, I mean, he's a great athlete. I'm not taking anything away from him. And, I, I mean, the guy is amazing. And it, it is really something to be able to say, hey, I saw this guy when he was a kid, and, and then to see him become world champion, never would have guessed that. I mean, he was tiny. He was a small guy. Um, and he still is to an extent. I saw him circa about uh, 2002-2003 at a uh, small uh, show in LaSalle, Peru, Illinois. Yeah. Uh, in, in, a, um, in a conference center, like a wedding reception. 
joint where if you stood on the top ropes, which I think you guys have seen this kind of wrestling before, when they stand on the top rope and they try to jump up, they'd hit the ceiling. Oh, yeah. So they have to dive off. I've been in those shows. And they have to kind of bend down to not. Yeah, Raven was at that one. Ooh, wow. It was shortly after the buyout of WCW. Raven had gotten, he had overstayed his WWE stay. Johnny Polo. For like the second time, Johnny Polo. Horrible wrestling manager. But uh, CM Punk was there, and my friends and I started a Pepsi Sucks chant. Uh, because of his uh, Pepsi tattoo. His Pepsi tattoo. Yeah. Well, he is nice. straight edge superstar. Straight edge superstar. I saw him before the Pepsi tattoo. Um, it, well, then you remember the story. There were uh, brothers. They were a tag team. Yeah. Uh, the, the Chick Magnets. The Chick Magnets. So you had CM Punk and, and CM Venom. Okay. Did you know this history I, I, of I've, I've, We briefly touched on this, but I don't know the whole background to it, so I'm interested to hear this. Yeah, no, that's yeah. what they were. They were, like, they were this tag team, and it was CM Punk and CM Venom. And I don't even remember. They might have been fighting the Supreme Aryans or uh, LWF. Was, it was the Lunatic Wrestling Federation, and shit was crazy. I mean, it was, it was good. And uh, Billy Wack, I wonder, he was, the, he was like the main guy. He was like the Vince McMahon, but I don't know if that was just a character or what. But anyways, um, yeah, so these guys were fighting tag teams. But then all of a sudden, CM Punk started doing his own thing. They didn't really break up, to my knowledge. No, they just kind of... But CM Punk started doing his own thing, and uh, it, it just, I mean, the guy shined. Yeah, they didn't have an uh, an official like a uh, like breakup match, you know. They didn't, like, they didn't like have the a super kick set. through the uh, through the barbershop window or anything. Like I don't. That to I break don't them remember up. the super kick, which one of my favorite moments. In what Rosa. do you mean you don't moment. remember the super kick it, of their career? Oh, there yeah, for, the, for the chick, yeah, for the chick yeah, yeah, okay. All right, yeah, uh, it was the Rockers super kick. Uh, we're still waiting for our super kick. Al says that he's given me the super kick. I'm going to give him the super kick when this thing's done. A, a double a super kick. Huh? A double super kick then. Ooh, that'd yeah. be impressive. So you, are we going to get a count that'd out to ten or? The shockers. I'm just going to give him a stunner when he's not looking, and <laughs> boom. The other night, I did like when Daniel Bryan uh, gave the. Uh, if we want to, let's talk a little bit about Rob. Yeah. The other night. I mean, buckets was there. Absolutely. Uh, I, I enjoyed when uh, Bryant was down. Bryan. I always say Bryant. I don't know why. Uh, when Bryan was down and he gave the kick to Triple H to get yeah. out of it. Yeah, that the was kick, the kick pretty was sweet, nice. surprising move with yeah. a kick. That that was it nice. was good. Uh, so the big hype going in, CM Punk's going to show up. Uh, hijack Raw, that kid, he must have been about 20 years old. Uh, he, he couldn't have been how? any more than 20. I mean, he was a target, target audience for them, I mean, you would assume is 13 to 25-year-old male. And this kid yeah. probably fit right in there. Yeah. And he started this, he started a Twitter movement, Hijack Raw, hashtag Hijack Raw. Uh, about two weeks ago. It was catching on. A lot it, of momentum behind it. caught that. a lot of momentum. Uh, there's actually several other uh, upcoming shows that now have Hijack Raw Twitter accounts from Memphis, New York, Brooklyn. Sweet. Okay, so they're all going to try it. And right now the thing is, do better than Chicago. Because the world is not happy with Chicago. Right That's now. what I don't understand. Is how, can you, how can you be unimpressed with Chicago? I mean, I was at the show. I was... The, the opening segment, Heyman, definitely took the wind out of the sails a little bit. But the last hour or so was just as hot as the first opening 10 minutes when you couldn't hear Heyman in the arena. You couldn't hear any of the promos cut in the arena because they were all drowned out by CM Punk chants and the, a various variety yeah, of other yeah. chants. I mean, it was what, deafening. Uh, what were the dark matches beforehand? And Well, set it up I, for you. Going in, could you tell, was there a different aura? Were there some hijack raw signs that you saw that were compensated? Were, um, not, a, not a lot. Anyone of, kicked out? What's going on here? Not a lot of hijack raw signs that I saw. Um... We were hanging out uh, at a restaurant outside the venue at the Allstate. Uh, prior, all of the adults in the bar had CM Punk shirts, had Hogan shirts. We're all old school or CM Punk fans versus the other side of the restaurant, which was the dining area. Under 18, all yeah. you can't see me, yeah. throwing up the threes of hustle, yeah. loyalty, and respect. 
It was very decisive and so clear. So you can't argue with Al's point on that whole thing. Like Cena's for the kids. And, oh, yeah. And it's going to keep the business going. Wow. Vince. Yeah. Go Vince ahead. This is a mastermind. So, so that's where it started, just outside the arena at the yeah. restaurant. And then as you go in, go in, and it's a lot of signs, not a lot of hijack raw signs or anything like that, but okay. a, lot of, a lot of references to it on Twitter, on Facebook, and people talking about it, but not right. a lot of actual physical signs. Okay. Um, get into the first, the only dark match I saw, uh, Titus Young against uh, the woo-woo-woo kid, uh, Zack Ryder, Long Island's proper uh, hero. Huh. And, uh, man, huh. Zack Ryder got worked over pretty good well, by... He is, he's, or Titus is, um, he's a black fellow, right? Yeah. Yes, okay. I think I saw him on he's, one of the pay-per-views. He, uh, oh. he, he used to be part of the primetime players. Uh, his tag team partner came out as... Uh, Gay several several months ago. That was the big story. Okay. Um, as the first openly out wrestler. Was he really gay? Or? Yeah. No, he's he's actually really really gay. And oh, Pat Patterson doesn't count. The guy playing it's gay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He well he came out. Uh, it was on TMZ. He uh they caught him at the airport, and they were asking him. This was right around when uh, this was actually several months ago when the NFL was talking about having four gay players come out last summer. Right. One that we thought might have been yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Agree. Yeah, uh-huh. could have been yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Still could I be believe it could Rodgers. be. Yeah, it could be. Uh, go ahead. But so he came out. They broke up uh, for separate reasons, hopefully. And now uh, Titus Young's working solo. He's working solo. And that dark match was quick, painless, and full of vigor from the fans wanting the show to start, wanting the lights to come down. And the USA Network to come on and WWE to tell us we're live and we're going worldwide. And not only the USA Network, but also the WWE Network. It's true, uh, the WWE Network. They don't show Raw, though, do they? No, they have a pre- and post-game show now. Um, okay. I, I watched uh, some of the post-game from the other night, which is great for, uh, for the dark match, or for, yep. the, for, the, for what happens after Raw goes off the air. You used to have to read that on your wrestling sites, mm-hmm. on your Wrestling Inc., on your uh, Bleacher Report. What's yours, Al, that you've had since 14? Raja. Raja, with yeah. your inside scoop of wrestling news. Yeah, it's a great news site. No. Free news site. Excellent. You're liking it. Oh, yeah. Love it. Al turned me on to it. It's, it's, it's great. It's got everything you need, and you don't see at the house shows or at backstage or on the yeah. WWE Network now. It's all the drama. It's all the backstage bullshit. Okay, yeah, fair. I, I haven't had enough chance to check it out. So anyway, uh, as we were talking about um, with, with the... Uh, the, the wrestling. Uh-huh. The wrestling. With the yep. thing. At we're, the show. We're good. Yeah. You, want, you, want, you want to jump back into the, the show? Yeah, let's go back to the show just a little bit. Why not? Yeah. Uh, um, I'm, I'm excited to talk about that Raw because, honestly, looking into it, uh, Buckets, man, I, I had this feeling of, like, a, a pay-per-view. Like, I wouldn't put it up next to WrestleMania or anything, but next to any of the other pay-per-views. I mean, going into it, I thought something real was going to happen. And when it, when it comes down to it, it was what they did, when it, playing, playing Punk's music to start. And then having Paul Heyman coming out, uh, and Paul Heyman's the master. But he, he, I mean, has, he knows his way around a microphone. He, he knows how to own the crowd. Now, did you guys there feel like Punk was still, uh, I mean, did, were you just waiting? When, when the mu- raw, lights go down, lights come up, there's about a 20-second delay, and then Punk's music and video package hits. Yeah. That crowd went ballistic. I, I was at the last Raw in Chicago, I was at Payback in Chicago. I was at WrestleMania last year. Loudest I've ever heard a crowd. Yeah. Wow. Deafening. Could wow. not hear yourself think. Couldn't hear the music. And they let it play for about 30 seconds before Heyman starts strutting out. 
Yeah. And the tide turning from the crowd, amazing. It was it blew my mind. And for him to come out and cut his Pipe Bomb 2 promo took the wind out of the sails of the crowd. We watched it. Remind me of the Pipe Bomb 2. It was just uh, it, He echoed uh, earlier this year, last year, actually, Punk coming out and breaking the fourth wall and talking about Cole Cabana and talking about the business. This is the last time Punk basically took his ball and went home. Okay. Okay. So then he came out, and that's why he sat down. Because, yes. Oh, I remember that. CM Punk sat down, and he got real and all of that. Okay. Paul Heyman sat yeah, down. Wow. As we've mentioned before, uh, you're listening to the Larcher and Lawrence Sports Show. Al and I, the last month or so, basically since they announced the new network, uh, and we're looking and seeing there's a lot of talent in the WWE right now. And I know that there's a lot of fans not happy, but you can't be upset about the amount of talent in it. So that's why we're kind of hazy in it, and thank you so much for, uh, for enlightening us. Not a problem, to, not a problem, all of absolutely. This. Yeah, I, I really do appreciate it. Filling us in on the, uh, yeah. the empty spots. Cause... Oh, oh, of course. Yeah, and hey, Heyman owned that opening segment, and then it seemed to just carry it the whole way through when all the, the raw, all the, I, watching it from home, and that's what I thought, and, and I've read some of this now, was that all that Chicago did was chant for CM Punk. That, that is all they did. That Which, literally... It's a Chicago, and I think that's great. I, I, I think that's excellent. Uh, hell, he, he, he flies the colors. I mean, it, it's, it's the colors of the Larcher and Lawrence Sports Show as well. Uh, he flies the flag colors. Uh, those four stars, we all know that they stand for four great moments in Chicago's history right And there. what are they, Clark? Uh, the four great moments, if, if you want to start with the first one, that is, um, that is of course, uh, the, the fire, the great uh, Chicago fire. Okay. Yep. Uh, oh, that, oh, wow, I missed that one. Um, Fort Dearborn. Thank you, Lauren. The first one's Fort Dearborn. The okay. second one's the Chicago Fire. Next one's are the two World's Fair. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm a little right. off. It's been our off yeah, season yeah, with, uh, with, with uh, tours. I haven't given a tour in a while, so I haven't been looking at it. Lauren just uh, helped uh, fix that one up. <laughs> if three months ago I could have given it sleep. If you, didn't know, if you don't know, if it's your first time tuning in, Clark is like Chicago's version of Paul Blart, the mall cop. <laughs> <laughs> Only he gives tours instead of mall cops. Yeah. I am a... Uh, Segway tour guide. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. When you're not on Blog Talk Radio. What's that? When you're not on Blog Talk Radio. Right. I mean. When we're not running this, this here outfit that we have here with the larger launch and sports show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk a lot of Chicago sports. We're huge on the Bears here. We're huge, uh, huge on a, a lot of Chicago sports. They punted Podlish out of town. The I? biggest, yeah, they did. Uh, saving $1.8 million on the cap space, which Amazing. is all right. Peppers is probably going to be gone soon, Buckets. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I'm okay with that. I mean... I think once he signed his big contract, he lost interest. Do you know how many sacks he had this year? Like four? I was going to say probably count them on one hand. You guys are both wrong. I was seven. surprised. I heard this today. Seven sacks. Wow. Okay, still. How, what did, are, he, how did he get seven what sacks? Are, what are I we, don't remember that. What are we paying him for? To, to get sacks. Right. Yeah. So he got... And he to got, create. He averaged half a sack a game. Unacceptable for his contract. And most of those were in throwaway games where yeah. he got three sacks. They can pay him off and save nine point eight million on the cap. I'm okay with that. that. You have to. That's it. No you, you have to. There's no other option. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get back to the regular sports. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll be talking more about that some other time. Tonight it is about wrestling. Uh huh. What is the okay? So I got the game. I got the video game. I'm loving it, by the way, dude. I relived the Mega Powers exploding. It's always coming. And it started. <laughs> It started in an elimination chamber. I was playing as Randy Savage for the title, and I put like just random wrestlers in elimination chamber. And I'm like, I'm winning this thing. I'm going to move on. And it comes down to 
Hogan and me. Hogan comes out last. Ooh. I take I do things in that game I didn't even know I could do. I threw Hogan through the pod. Yeah. I went to give him an elbow smash and I realized I could climb on top of the pod. From the top of the pod, came down with the elbow smash, Randy Savage style, go for the three count, Hogan style. He kicks out, picks me up, throws me against the rope, gives me a boot, drops a leg, and next thing you know, he's champion. Unbelievable. Video game dreams crushed. He, ruined. He texted me about all of this the other day. <laughs> like, I got, and even took pictures, screenshots. He oh, yeah, screenshotted me screenshots of him. Of, and how upset he was about this. And I, I felt bad for the man. Because, you know, but what are you thinking? Letting him get the big boot. Once the big yeah. boot happens. I then, didn't let him. He just did over. it. And then when the leg drop happens, you know that it's over. Yeah, Nobody can done. kick out of a leg drop. But then I got him back with Lesnar. Oh, Lesnar became champion. And yeah. So then you came in and you beat up Hogan? Yeah. All right. All right. Absolutely. Hey, speaking of Lesnar, are, are, you, are you buying into the match? I am. Not really, because I know he can't win. I know Undertaker cannot win that match. It's just, it's just not happening. Or, I'm sorry, Lesnar can, can't win that match. There's no way Undertaker is losing that match. So, to believe in the match is kind of like, who cares? I would love, like, um, like a draw. Wow. Have that come a out draw? of draw? Yeah, that would be... They both, they both die. <laughs> they both die, and there's a 10-count like the Rocky movie. Move like no to one London and start cheering for soccer, Al. <laughs> yeah. Move to London what? and start cheering for soccer. What is this? What, what is this draw <laughs> shit? Like a draw would be great. If they, beat each, if they kicked each other's asses so bad that neither of them can move, and they're both just laying there dead... And it's over. So boom. During streak during kind of ends, but not really. During the dead man's uh, streak. During the streak, uh, has there ever been a moment when you thought that it might be up? And how many times? I I have one, and I think it's probably everyone's. Probably the Shawn Michaels one. Yeah, the Shawn Michaels one is a is a really good one. I'm not gonna lie. I I know this is gonna be Homer of me, but last year, uh, Punk and Taker oh, at Mania. I don't care what you say, really? Al. I'm, so, I'm sorry, video game Al didn't like that match. But that <laughs> I was, love the match. That but... was, was the best match on that. When Punk gets up on the ropes and does old school Taker and yeah. has the arm drag. Wait, Punk did old school on oh, him. It was amazing. Crowd, can you watch it? Yes, you do. You need to find. You need to. Get I didn't the watch Mania last year. I usually watch Mania. No, I, I don't remember watching it either. But it was. Bar none, but you best match on the card. You really? couldn't honestly okay. believe they were going to break the streak. It, Punk was really hot then. Is, Punk was incredibly was hot. Was it in Chicago? No, it was in New York. Okay. It was it, in New York. It went in yeah, Chicago. Chicago. Might have had it. Listen, I don't think it's ever going to end. Once, once Andre the Giant got pinned by Hogan, there was no more Andre the Giant. He was just a big old guy. So, and then he, he lost off then. I mean, he had some good tag team matches. I remember him paint brushing the Bobby Heaton and... Uh, How... How great of a behind-the-scenes guy must uh, Taker be? Mark uh... Calloway? Yep, that's yep. it. Yeah. Ca- Calloway? Calloway. Calloway. Yeah, oh, you're oh, close my. enough. Uh, he must be a great behind-the-scenes guy and must just have tons of respect back there. Oh, I'm sure. To allow that to go on as, as long as it has. And, and it's a staple, and it's, it's a part of WrestleMania. Will he become the May Young? And still come back for WrestleMania, and they'll give him a, and they'll start handing him a, I don't know, your uh, your dink. Is he going to birth a hand? Like, um, what are you looking for from it? Wow. I, I think I, I believe Undertaker will lose, and I believe he'll be gone. 
That'll be it. He'll retire. He'll go out gracefully. You'll see him occasionally, like as an 80-year-old guy doing the classy Freddie Blassie. But, but it's, about it. it's not going to happen this year. Bears uh, just re-signed Ratcliffe, by the way. Uh, are, you, are you calling for the loss this year, right. or are you saying it gets to... No. Do you have a specific number in mind that you're saying... It's when Mark decides it's time to go. Okay. When he says, okay. you know what, I want to put that guy over. And that guy's like, okay. And then, boom, <laughs> it's done. Streak over. It's like when Andre put Hogan over. Caught a picture of him and Scott Hall uh, in their NWA days. Uh, pretty solid. Um, it's like the early Undertaker with the red curly mullet. Mm-hmm. Without the mullet, just it's all it's all, <laughs> it's up, all, there. all up top. Yeah, yeah. It, it's fantastic. the uh, The evolution of characters is phenomenal it in is. wrestling. Uh, Stone Cold. I know I've talked about his audio whoop ass on his uh, podcast that he always opens up, but he talks about how. Uh, um, the guy who plays uh, Zeb, who uh, the manager of the Dutch, uh, Dutch Mantel. Dutch Mantel. He was the first guy who changed his name from Steve Williams because there was another Steve Williams around at the time. Well, okay. the $6 million man, too. Yep. Huh? You're talking about Dr. Death, Steve Williams, the great uh, Oh, that's brawler. right, Dr. Death. Yeah. yeah, great call. So he's the one who said, you're going to be Steve Austin. Austin goes, I don't like that. He said, I'll be back in 45 minutes. If you can't come up with something better, that's what you're going to be. He came back. He's like, I got nothing. Cool. Steve Austin. Under the gun. And then he, he tried that ringmaster gimmick to start it out. Yeah. And then... Uh, in the WWF. Right. In, in the WWF. Well, Stunning Steve. Stunning Steve, yeah. We're all fans of Stunning Steve. Yeah. Stunning Steve is a great human being. Wonderful. Wonderful. He's stunning. Wonderful Dude, gimmick. Uh, and he, he, he talks a lot about that, too. This is my, my pledge for that. i got to stop talking about that podcast. No, you like it. I do. It's amazing, too, because I was never a Stone Cold fan. Really? Yeah. I, I, we, what? Were you more of a rock? He brought it up on the podcast with Kevin Nash. When Nash and, and Razor left, when, when they left to go become the Outsiders in uh, the NWO kicked off, that's when Austin got his yeah, Oh, yeah. That's when 316. Dude, and I don't know if I can be your he, friend anymore. He wouldn't have had that kick. I was, I was all WCW at the oh. time. Oh, yeah. NWO. I was WCW. Never went, oh, yeah. me too. Never went to WCW. It was only a WWE guy. I was at the United Center the first night that Sting came down from the oh. rafters. The first night that NWO. Well, he I wasn't NWO. I was love Sting. Yeah. I don't even know I'm who he is. Huge stink fan. Let's let's go ahead and talk about it. The uh, Blade Runners. That's all I know. He's stinks coming. Uh, it's not happening. It, it's still a rumor. He hasn't signed a contract. He cares. It's. I mean, agreed. Nobody cares now. He stinks is, over the hill. But he if is the come. only one who's never done it. Oh yeah. Like of of the uh, of all the WCW superstars, he's the one. I would I would love to see him there. Yeah. I would. Yeah. I mean. Like I said, Sting, Sting is arguably my favorite wrestler of all time. Ladies and gentlemen, the guest is not Buff Bagwell. It is not. I was hoping. Uh, my, my friend Derek is here in the house. He's going to grab some pizza and, and settle in for a minute. We just got him settled down in the back room uh, of the studio, the Larcher and Lawrence Studios here. And uh, enjoy the pizza. Local local joint, Pequod's Pizza. If you're Pequod. ever in Chicago, Delicious. look up Pequod's Pizza. It's Caramelized it's, crust. Wow. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to put it out there now. This is the first time I've had Pequod's. Is it really? You never delicious. had What did you delicious. think? It was delicious. Now, uh, I, had, I had some family in town uh, who thought that the pepperoni was a little bit too spicy. No, absolutely too spicy not. for your pepperoni no, taste? No. no. Pepperoni's supposed to be spicy. They were You're pulling it off. It. They were pulling it off. He's from Kirkland. People in Kirkland, not big on spice. Sensitive mouth. They're okay with onions and whatnot. It, yeah, no spice. spicy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible reference. But they do have, once a year, they have something, what is it, the Tom and Jerry? Uh, at at uh, Thanksgiving, uh, a Tom and Jerry, which is like a rum mix with this like sugary, uh, 
whipped greatness on top. It's just it's like a it's cream. One of the best thing. Even, even that little brandy, a little rum, and this cream on the top. If you look up yeah. Tom and Jerry drink, you'll you'll find it. The whole right. town goes to the bar and they all drink Tom and Jerry's. It's and they and they, and they have a meat raffle. Al run Al won lobster tails. I got some year. lobster Delicious. tails. Yeah, yeah, they were absolutely fantastic. Highly recommend if you're ever in Kirkland, Illinois. During uh, Thanksgiving, you get yourself a Tom and Jerry and a, a, and a lobster. Sign up for the meat raffle. Y'all, thanks so much for listening to the show tonight. We, we have a, quite a bit of time left here on the live show. We might go into some overtime as well. Uh, give us a call at 888-787-4827. It is the Larger and Larger Sports Show. He's Al Larcher. I am Clark Lawrenson. 888-787-4827. Or text us on the text line. Okay. Greatest theme song. Wait, what was the text line? Oh, I'm sorry. 773 773- Five five nine five one eight nine. And if you want me, I will text you pictures of Randy Savage in the elimination chamber, giving the elbow <laughs> off the top. Yeah, I, I I can't wait to hear it. Just text in seven seven three five five nine five one eight nine. And you're talking about this. you're talking about your video game version of that, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Much much died much too young for the elimination chamber. Do you believe the rumors are true? Macho Man Randy Savage is not in the Hall of Fame because he banged. Uh, Stephanie, when she was underage, I wouldn't surprise me. I mean, back in the day, Macho Man was the pinnacle of the business. I mean, coming off the top rope with his robe and dangly boas and racing sunglasses. I mean, how could you say no to that? Yeah, that exactly. exactly. There was me coming to the ring, Clark. <laughs> there was. Uh, you gotta you gotta post that to our site. That yeah. uh, his Macho Man video game Macho Man coming to the ring. Uh, here's I, I read an article Bleacher Report uh, recently uh, covered covered the whole thing, and their conclusion that they came with was that they they think that it did happen. Uh, they don't think that she was 14 at the time. They yeah, think, that's a little crazy. They think it didn't happen until she was 17, mm-hmm. which so would creepy, then technically but... make her legal if, if uh, in certain states. It depends on which state they were in when it happened, but. Uh, the word is that when when he left, he was still solid on on Macho Man. Vince was like it was like an amical goodbye, am, 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 amicable. Yeah, they both agreed amicable. it was all right. Yeah, but when he came back, um, uh, when when it when it came time for maybe Macho Man's coming back at that point, like Vince wanted nothing to do with him, so maybe he didn't find out about it until later, until post right post leaving it, and attempt to come back. I mean, I yeah, I. I the conclusion is it probably did. It happen. doesn't make any sense that guys like Bret Hart are in the Hall of Fame. And Macho Randy Man Savage, Randy Savage is yeah. not in the Hall of Fame. Then there's also, they also went into this, oh, I read this, uh, I read a Bleacher Report story outside of this on the life and times of Randy Savage right up to the, his death. And uh, a week before he died, it was like Mother's Day or something, and he had his whole family over according to the story, and they, they, he brought out an urn, and he said, we gotta bury Hercules. And he had a dog named Hercules that he got from the wrestler Hercules from one of his litters. And the dog just passed away. So he dug a hole and he gave it to Leaping Lenny Pofo, the genius, his brother. And he said, I need, I want, you need to bore the remains in the hole. And like his mom's out there and they're all out there and Savage is going a little crazy. And, and Lenny's like, I'm not going to put the remains in the hole. And so they, they got into like a whole dispute. And Randy Savage is like... When I die, I want my ashes to go in here with Hercules. If it's good enough for Hercules' dog, it's good enough for me. And then he died. True story. Are you serious? Yeah, I'll, I'll pull the link out. It's, it's, it's an amazing, it's like a 10-page story on his last like couple weeks. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, post that to the page, if, if you will. I'd like to 
grab a hold of that. But uh, uh, search for us on Facebook, uh, Larcher and Lawrence. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I agree. I, I think it's it's it has to be real because there's no reason like. Uh, McMahon has come back with everybody. Even the Ultimate War, the Ultimate, the Ultimate what? Warrior, the most hateful, what? the most hateful wrestler outside of the ring, like real yes. human being, <laughs> like most unaccepting person. Yeah, I is in the Hall of Fame now. I interviewed Bobby Heenan once, and he he told me straight up, he's like the worst human being in the world is the Ultimate Warrior. He broke his neck. You remember when he like clotheslined? I think it was in WrestleMania. Yeah, he clotheslines uh, Heenan off the top rope. Before the match, Heaton's like, you could do anything you want with me. My neck is stiff. Whatever you do, don't clothesline me. Are you serious? He goes ahead, he clotheslines Heaton, breaks Bobby Heaton's neck, and I, like, screwed him up. For, that's, like, when he stopped managing. So he was awful in the ring. He, was, he hurt people. He yeah. was bad. That, that's not good for business. Heaton told stories of Andre just, like, Andre hated him. And Andre, if he didn't like you, he beat the shit out of yep. you. And he uh, beat the hell out of Warrior. Wow, I had I had heard uh, things about uh, Macho Man and Steamboat. Uh, they had a they had a, a huge match like WrestleMania that was got a lot of a lot of press. And as a fan, fans liked it a lot. But they say Macho kind of dropped the ball on it and hurt Steamboat in that match a few times. Really? Yeah. I, I don't know if he's the best technical guy around. Because I heard I heard the the Austin podcast, and okay. I think that's probably where. And and they started. He asked. Um, who was he interviewing? That's what Regal. He was interviewing Regal. I was listening to it today on an elliptical machine. And he asked him, he's like, uh, what, do you, what do you think of that whole uh, Steamboat match in the Savage? And the guy's like, well, I think it was very good, Steve, you know, you know, but, uh. and he's like, oh, say no more. I know exactly what you're talking about. The fans loved it, but yeah. They yeah. said, we'll t- he goes, we'll talk about that more later. Didn't, you, didn't it seem to incline that it was Macho Man that... It had dropped the ball a little bit? It seemed like, yeah, it didn't seem flattering to Macho Man, and there was definitely more that, to but, that So that's all I know. So that's all I can comment on as far as that goes. Uh, let's get into a little more of Raw and how I thought that... I thought it was as big as a pay-per-view, not quite a WrestleMania, but I was very pumped about it, uh, mainly due to I thought that the fans had, a, had an idea to kind of take over, but... As I also knew going into it, Vince McMahon is a, is a damn genius. They've been dealing with fans for... 50 years. Yeah, he's, he's a shrewd man. Uh, I'm coming to the conclusion that the PG movement that's going on, because you had the Attitude Era, era, I think the PG movement is smart for business. And it's, it's along the same lines of what Al's talking about with Cena getting the push oh, yeah. right now. We're back and in the 80s. Let's go to the, let's go to the kids, because when they're our age, then you, then you might end up with the NWO. Okay. You, oh, you yeah. might have your Stone Cold. You'll, you'll be at a basketball game then, and there'll be kids holding up 316 signs, and they'll be doing the diamond cutter, you know? That stuff made mainstream. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. in the early O's, in the late '90s, wrestling was mainstream. It was everywhere. And I will say this about going back from from the '80s to now. When I watched in the '80s, there was a definitive feel that that feel is back, and I think it's largely due in part to everybody is a giant again. Everybody is a monster. Everybody is a physical specimen. They don't have the small guys. You look at a guy like who's the, who's the old you guy? Got Christian's kids though. Yeah, Christian. Tag teams. You have you have okay. Christian. He looks like a midget out there, and he used to be the average height of yeah. He used to be guys. a regular guy, and now he. Oh is. wow, that's a great point. And he looks tiny. I mean, you got the you got the Irish kid, uh, Seamus. You got Batista. You got Triple H. You got and, Undertaker. And then all of those guys from the Shield who they're about to break up because yep. uh, Shield. because what's his name the the main guy he's about to 
take off, and they're gonna. He's their next Hogan. What's his name? I'm sorry. Uh, there's Reigns. There's uh, Reigns. Reigns. Roman Reigns. Yeah, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is gonna break. The I think they're about to make him just be. I could see that. I could see that as well. That that's your call right it here tonight on, a, they do on it, March fifth, two thousand fourteen. If it's gonna happen soon, he'll do it. If it's like five years from now, I was say, well, it can't happen soon because we already know. Yeah. The booking for. This mania. Right. So, I mean, Roman can't, can't get a crack there, and that's no. the only time The Undertaker shows up. So we're going to get at least 365 until then. We'll get the draw this year, and then we'll see <laughs> We're from not there. getting a draw. Wow. A double disqualification. Double DQ. Larger, man. No, no draw. Sorry, I, I missed that for a second. But, yeah, no, no draw is happening, brother. All right. No, no draw at all. Ooh. Hey, I teased you guys pre-show a little bit. Um, so SmackDown's coming up. If, if you're listening in uh, Friday night SmackDown of this week, uh, we're recording this show here. You're listening to it live on March 5th, 2014. You're going to want to step away a little bit because I do have the spoilers uh, for SmackDown, Friday night SmackDown. And one thing that I'm looking forward to, I'm just going to skip ahead to the end because uh, it was if absolutely If you Punk shows up, I'm going to lose it. Batista and Kane versus Big Show and Daniel Bryan. Not interested. You can just stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I thought it was all about Daniel Bryan. And yes, uh, yeah. cut, cut to cult of personality starts playing over. The, no, I'm kidding. Oh man. <laughs> uh, oh, Show and Bryan cut a promo before the match. They picked their opponents. They've named them. Respect the beard. Fear the giant was the name of their uh, is the name of their tag team That's going into terrible. it. Uh, Bryan and Show get the win. Show hits a knockout punch on Kane, and Brian rolls him up. SmackDown ends, and this is what I, I can't wait to see. I'm going to record it just for this moment, with Brian leading the yes chant while sitting on Big Show's shoulders. Like Master Blaster from like, Thunderdome? He's going to sit on his shoulders doing the yes. <laughs> wow. Come on. That's exciting. Come on. I'm tuning it in now. Yes, you are. Yes. You, you got yes. it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I think I'm going to piss some people off by saying this, but there's a reason... Daniel Bryan isn't right now in the main event. I mean, the build-up and the suspense of the underdog is what makes the underdog interesting. Yeah. As soon as he's not the underdog anymore, it's over. The You're hype right. is done. You're right. And I don't think he's really that talented. I think he's a great in-ring wrestler, but I think once you get past the yeses and the Baird, he's, yeah. not, he's not all that interesting. Um. What else is there to do with him after that? When, when the right. first time I saw him, and do you remember this a year ago, yeah. maybe when I told you, I go, Al, there's this wrestler that his original music when he came out, everyone's doing this yes thing. Well, now all of a sudden, I guess he's a heel. So when they're all chanting yes, he's going no. Right. He's telling them no. There was a while where he yeah, did there that. Was, there was the there was the yes movement. Was he it, heel? He wasn't heel, but he didn't. The WWE didn't like the heat he was getting, so okay. they wanted to kill it. And instead of the yes chant, he came out, everyone would say yes, yes, yes. And he would come out, no, 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 because he didn't want the fan support. And okay. That was, that was right. his storyline for a while. They clearly were, were just flaming the fires with that. That's all they were doing was making the yes chants louder yeah. and building it. They're totally redoing Steve Austin and Vince McMahon. It's, it's this underdog sure. who the company doesn't like. It's the, they don't want him. The fans want him. It's not exactly the same as Austin because it's not a... Well, in, a, a, in watching wrestling for what it is during the promos, like Steph, I, I caught the backstage pass today because uh, we just picked up the Larcher and Larcher show. I actually just subscribed to the WWE Network. I'm excited. And it, backstage pass is the name of their post-game show. Can't wait to steal that cable. Um, Internet. And uh, 
and I, uh, Stephanie came back for an interview, and you know, at the end of the show, she was doing the yes, and like, uh-huh. she's such an over actor. Like, I get it. A lot of them are. That it's a soap opera, Clark. Uh, I know. Have you ever watched daytime soaps? Yes, uh, Big Days of Our Lives, and Bo and she Hope really were, bad, were my thing when I was a kid. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, really bad. I don't know. I, I like the. Whole, I would love to have her as a dominatrix. Just one night, it would get weird and kinky, but I'd be totally down for it. Stephanie, if you ever want to leave Triple H. His name is Terrorizing. Jesus. Thank you. His name is Terrell? Terrorizing. Have you, not, have you not seen The King of Kings? Uh-uh. Oh. When he got into the business. Terrorizing. Oh, yeah. Wait. Who was Terrorizing? Triple H. That's right. When he yeah. first got into the business, his name was Terrorizing. Wow, yeah. that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, yes, well, and, and here's the thing that, that they talk about a lot is these guys will have these gimmicks that don't work, but it's the one that's figured out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they find it. And... and in in improv and in or they sketch. find the right hole to stick it into. In improv and in sketch here in Chicago, was that a Stephanie reference? <laughs> a little bit. Al and I are members of um of Chicago's comedy accident here. One thing that we've learned is try to make the character as much like you as you can because you can't be somebody that you're not. Right. So I think a lot of these guys figure it out after they start out as, you know, well the blue blaze. Well, there wasn't a chance to change that. I guess. Yeah, he became the King of Hearts. Owen. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was. And then he went black. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. King of Hearts was one of my favorites. But here's a guy. How about Bray Wyatt? Husky? Uh, Husky Hernandez? Husky whatever? Yeah, I was just looking him up. Yeah, me too. He wasn't always Bray. He had a really bad... He was on Next about a year and a half ago, two years ago, and he was like Husky Henderson or Husky... Somebody's going to cry. Now, who's this? Uh, the guy who's Bray Wyatt of the, the Wyatt the okay, okay. Love those guys. And uh, if you look at a picture of him in Next, he kind of looked like a trucker. That was the gimmick he was yeah. going for at the time. He he went to Vince, I guess, and he said, you know what, the, this isn't working out, or they, they didn't hire him, it's that. He went back to Florida. Isn't that where the, the yep. camp is for WWE these days? Yeah, it has been. Uh, and he revamped the character, and he became the Wyatts, and it's actually solid. Oh, it's, it's, an, it's an amazing concept. And, and I love it. He, and he's good at wrestling. I mean, you don't see big guys like that who can wrestle that well. And, that Al, that's what you were talking about. When we watched the Chamber, the, that match, I thought it was one of the best I've seen in a long time. It was excellent. The Shield versus uh, the Wyatts. Well, right? Daniel Bryant versus that guy um, at Royal Rumble is really what brought me back into watching Raw wow. and wrestling. That's so, cool. I mean, yeah. it's definitely uh, yeah. impressive. No, that'll do it. No yep. doubt about it. Hey, I got the uh, – a buddy of mine, Michael, sent me the scoop on, uh, on Buff Bagwell. Uh, I'm on the uh, the famed website TMZ now. Speaking, if we want to go soap opera, <laughs> and the headline is "I'm a successful gigolo now." Now, does that mean it's only broads? Is that what is gigolo? Because I'm I don't I don't. Uh, and I don't does know. he have to? Sleep I think with them. you can hire him. I and gigolos they'll always tell you they don't have to sleep with anyone. Do you have experience with a with an escort service? Well, with an escort, but never any? a gigolo. Okay, well. Here's the deal. I've uh, accidentally ordered an escort one time. Apparently, he was on a Showtime show called Gigolos, um, and now he's working with Cowboys for Angels. Uh, it, it's a wait. He was on the type. show Gigolos. Yeah, there was with a Showtime the, show called with Gigolos. the Punisher with wow. Aaron, uh, Thomas Jane. Really? Is yeah, he he was, a, it was. No, 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 no. Thomas Jane was on a uh, Hung. He was on okay. the HBO show Hung. Never mind. Set out of, uh, I watch same a concept, lot. Of, I feel like a lot of television. That's for sure. <laughs> Uh, the company Jeez. charges a pretty penny for Bagwell service, $800 for two hours, fifteen fifty for four, 3000 for an overnight visit. Weekends are steep at eight k and a full week with Bagwell 
Ugh. What did you say earlier? 25K, I thought. You nailed it. 25K. Listen, that guy would get boring after a night. Ladies, don't, don't worry about the whole week package. Uh. And that's where it says, already the second most. He's married, but apparently, unlike Robin Thicke, it's a true open relationship. TMZ, really? Thank you, TMZ. Yeah. Yeah. So they had to make K for Buff Bagwell. What's that? 25K for Buff Bagwell. For, for a week. Is that a business week or a full seven days? I... I imagine you get the full seven. It, he it probably, it's negotiable. It does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, depends what you're into. If, more than Julia Roberts, there. That's fine. There, there's a microphone over there, D. We'll definitely like definitely come on after in, in the in the overtime as well. But there's a switch on the bottom if you wanted to talk. It turns like that. Derek from Columbus has joined us. He took the six-hour drive. He made it all the way through Indianapolis. A lot of these towns that he drove through are a lot of towns where a lot of wrestlers, because you have the A squad who wrestles all the big TV shows, and then you mm-hmm. have the big B squad that team. has to go to all the Dayton. They have yep. to go to, like, Dayton and things Ohio. like that. Columbus probably is on the B team on that. Do you ever get a Raw out in Ohio? Oh, yeah. Do you catch? You get a Raw out, yeah. out in Columbus? We do. There's yeah. at least one a year. Yeah. Jerry Lawler hates... Ohio. Rockford will get a raw once in a great while, but usually it's just the small time. Peoria gets that. They were they when they're here for raw the other day. They were in all those small towns. When I lived in Terre Haute, when I was doing radio in Terre Haute, it was um, it was just SmackDown. We never saw anything there. Really? Raw. You always got the Thursday night. We got the Thursday night, night show. At the time you were there, were they recording it all on Monday night, or were they recording it on Tuesday? I, I, you don't know? We, I mean, all of them? Uh, well, because for a while, WWE had gone so cheap that they were uh, recording both SmackDown and Raw on the same night. Oh, oh yeah. Be brutal. Absolutely. One night. And, and then we all know that back during the Monday Night Wars with Monday Nitro, that uh, they were recording a week ahead. Yep. They'd record both that night, or they'd stay for the Tuesday. It was, it, they would do, um, my understanding was they would do two shows, and it would be like an every other week thing. Right. Where it'd be one would be live and the next one yeah. would be taped. But would they do it for two days or did they record it all in one I night? I think it was all one night. Wow, that's what I think you're right. I think and you're that's right. a lot of wrestling for one night. Was WCW called, wasn't it Bischoff on the mic when he Bischoff, called out yeah, Bischoff Foley? called out uh, Mick Foley winning the championship. Yeah. That's kind of where WCW kind of, a moment like that kind of brought him down. Like they had, they had fired it up and they had brought the ratings in. You... Al, you really stuck with WWE? I never watched any WCW. Nothing. Absolutely no despised it. Are you no, kidding me? No New World Order. No. no uh, it was nope. the greatest thing that ever happened. No, I went to one Raw where it rained beer because they were, or, I'm sorry, one Nitro. Dennis Rodman was in the ring. He was NWO with Hogan. And uh, it was just uh, chaos. And everybody started throwing their beer into the ring. And it just was raining beer. It was amazing. It was one of the greatest moments in my young life. Was which was the jump the shark? Do you think? Do you think it was David Arquette winning the title? That didn't help. Um, no. Or had they already gone? I they mean, might have bringing already Rahman, gone. Bringing Carl Malone in was a real Rodman. It was when Rodman I bought because Rodman's a weird guy and like he fit the wrestling that I was okay. used to watching. Yeah. You yeah. bring in the mailman yeah. from the Utah Jazz to be like you're going to be the face for Rodman or the baby face to Rodman's heel. And it was like, this is just ruining it for me now. Yeah. No, I Yeah, I I, I couldn't agree more. I'm uh the I'm thinking about grabbing some WrestleMania stuff. We got about five minutes left here in the live show. The in the overtime, let's let's talk a little bit about the matches that are confirmed okay. and whatnot. And uh we'll also talk to Columbus Derek over here. Absolutely. Uh, one of my BFFs standing up with me in my wedding. Uh hey, this is Al. You guys have met it's before, bad, but yeah. but you're both standing yeah. up in the wedding. I asked him last year on That's awesome. last week on air. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Touched. 
Yeah. Um, so you got four minutes for something? Yeah. Okay. The best thing the WWF did back in that era was get rid of Bret Hart. The worst thing they did was take Jim Ross. That was that was the oh, horrible fan. You heard this screw job? Oh but my you, God! But yeah. You love BBQ? Huh? You you like the screw job, but you love or you? Oh, uh-huh. wait, wrong. You hate the I screw hate, job. No, I love the, love screw, the screw job. job. Hate the barbecue. How can you love the screw job? It's wonderful. It's Brent absolutely was, it's excellent. He was execution? terrible. He was boring. He, he made wrestling like watching paint dry. I'd go to tune into Raw, and I was thinking about turning over to Nitro because this idiot would come to the ring with that dumb Canadian accent. He'd have nothing to say. They, they'd spend five minutes with him. He'd have a stupid leather jacket on. And yeah, he was great in the ring, but who cares if you can't be great in a promo? Some of my favorite matches are him and other people. in an Iron Man match. Yeah. Because like, Shawn Michaels was great. And you're telling me that Hart wasn't... Hart was great at holding up. He, he was great when there were two greats in the ring. He was amazing. But he couldn't carry Diesel. Okay, no, he couldn't... Diesel's huge. Right, but he, I don't mean physically. <laughs> okay. I mean, he couldn't make a match with Diesel seem interesting. Yeah. He couldn't make other guys... And when you're the champion, when you're the best, you've got to be able to make the bad guy look good. Yeah. And he, his ego... And then the fact is, his money, the money he wanted, was so amazingly high that... Good. It, it crippled WCW by spending all that money. Freed up Vince. It's like Julius Peppers. It's like, all right, uh, we'll see. Thank you for the Bears years, but it's time to go. You were never good as you were when you were in Carolina, yeah. but you were still good. So, um, and then so, Jim Ross is just disgusting. It's a horrible What, what do you person. hate about him? He, he, you know what? He's a guy who, if you look at the dirt sheets, if you look at that website, he's the guy who gives all the information but then rips on everybody who gets information. Like, oh, those people, the, the, the smarts, and they know everything, and they know, they're they doing this. And But, oh, by the way, I think uh, Daniel Bryan's going to be in a three-way match at WrestleMania. <laughs> and, then he, true. and then every time he gets fired, he cries and moans, and it's because he's disabled, because he has Bell's palsy, it's this and that. He's always, he's always bitching and moaning and, and blaming the WWF for, oh, poor me, poor me. They carried him. He was horrible. He made wrestling dull for ten years of, oh, my God! Oh, my God! He got hit with a chair! Jesus, Al. It's like, dude, wow. I don't give me a moment loud. to absorb the violence without know. having some idiot hick yell in my ear. I don't think he's quite that loud. But... I, he can't be. He can only open half his mouth now. <laughs> wow. Okay. I wish he'd shut the other no, half. he's made a comeback. I think he's done yeah. a lot of uh, rehab and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, he looks I mean, fine. He's got, he's got his, uh, his uh, podcast. That he's he got. does have a new podcast. It just started about a week or two ago. Stone Cold's yeah. Network. They're on, yep. like, Podcast Correct. One or something. Yeah. And you know what? He's going to have the best guests, and I'm going to want to listen, but then I'm stuck listening to Jim Ross for 90 minutes. Did you hear our gal pipe in? Yeah, we got 90 minutes. We're going to the overtime soon, guys. So should we just wait for it? Do you want to just go silent until then? We can wait for it. That's kind of what we... We're, we're, we're about that professional with it. Uh, in the overtime, I kind of want to talk about, uh, talk about Nash. Uh, well, we talked about the Austin podcast quite a bit today, but... Uh, he and Nash never really were on the same page in wrestling because when Nash left to start the NWO, that's kind of when Austin started in the other. And before that, he'd been stunning Steve, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they just never crossed paths. So they, they talked quite a bit about that. And that brings me to a point. It was about '03. I was at a SmackDown in Rockford. Like you said, Raw's never came to those, to those towns. Right. But uh, the SmackDown did. So in the overtime, I'll talk a, a little bit about what I saw because I got to go backstage because one of my buddies worked in the arena. And... It would have been worth getting him fired had I walked up to you. 
to one of the guys, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's he does other. We're adults job. now. He yeah, does he other things. Job. He wouldn't have gotten fired. He wouldn't have gotten fired. As a kid, if, if I'd walked up because I saw Hulk Hogan and Kevin Nash like walking, and they were about twenty feet away from me, and their NWO gear when they went to Raw, about okay, 02, yeah, 03, yeah, somewhere yeah, around yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it would have been right around there. So that's what I want to talk about. But guys, thanks for listening. That has been the live show with the Larcher and Lawrence and Sports Show. And now we're in we're in the overtime. Oh, that was a moment of silence. It was for uh, King Mabel. Rest in peace. For Vithra. I like to call him Vithra. Yeah, I'm sorry. I Although he to, was I king of the ring. The that's right. He was. He was King Mabel. He was, yeah. That's, that's how I remember him. I remember <laughs> him in that big purple outfit running around. I saw a Raw once where he slipped chasing a guy. And it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. I met him once backstage. Oh, you no, you said earlier. You said earlier you've been trying to find that for a while. Yeah, I have. Yeah. I've been. I've been. Uh, so this is the overtime. Basically, what that means is the first hour is live on Blog Talk Radio every week. It all becomes a podcast later on, and that's where you can listen to it. So that's what we're on now. Everything that you hear after the first 60 minutes, that is the overtime. That's what that means. Uh, I'm here with Al Larcher. He is my partner. I'm Clark Lawrence, and we are the Larcher and Lawrence and Sports Show. With us tonight is Buckets. He's here. He, he had been to Raw. He's going to WrestleMania. Uh, he, he's a sports writer as well. I am. I am. Uh, I know you were with the Patch for a while. You do some Cubs stuff, some other things like that. I, I meant to bring that up at the top of the podcast, but for those of you guys hanging strong with us, thanks for listening. It's okay. Yeah. I, I appreciate you bringing it up now. Of course. Uh, I, I, didn't, I did not forget that, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I saw those guys. That was basically what I wanted to get into the overtime, but I, I started rambling in the end of our show. Uh, Derek has joined us from Columbus. Hello, Derek. Hello, Clark. How are you tonight? I'm doing pretty good tonight. How was it? Was Indianapolis tough to get through at this time of the day? You know, it ended up being okay. All right, cool. I, I know there was a little bit of snow and um, like wind, so drifting. You have the drifting. So, so everyone, you know, they can see fine, but there's a little bit of snow blowing, so they got to slow down to 40. So that's that's why I couldn't be here for oh, more of the live show. You're that guy who like, uh, get out of my way blazes around me in the in snow i do i've got all-wheel drive so i'm like oh all-wheel drive you're safe boom nothing's gonna happen nope you're good to go yeah you're never gonna yep you got it no i got a few flashes today yeah yeah that was me i'm the guy with the flash and the horn Bastard. Well, you're here, and I'm happy about it, man. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, uh, that was my SmackDown story, other than the fact that I walked up that night when I knew it was close to a sellout, and I said, can I get your best ticket? Because I had a bunch of friends there, a buddy of mine worked there. We were going out for drinks afterwards. And uh, they were like, yeah, uh, 40 bucks, uh, second row. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I was on the TV camera side, but it was SmackDown, like Triple H. Brock Lesnar was in a dark match that night. It was before. Before he, before yeah, he became, and I remember him looking at a guy who was in front of me, the row in front of me with a sign. It was this old dude with a big white beard, and Brock Lesnar, his one thing to yell out, because he's trying to make a name for himself there. Like, they knew who he was. He's just trying to show them, hey, I can do this side of it, too. Like, they knew what they wanted to do with that guy. You don't bring him in if you don't. But he yelled out, hey, Santa Claus, at this guy. And yeah, that's my SmackDown story from there. Um, my favorite stories usually involve... When I was a kid, like when I was 13, 14, we used to go to the hotels and meet the wrestlers. And it's obnoxious now. Now I realize that. But back then, I, you know, I, was, I just wanted to meet them. There's 13-year-olds doing it now. And one, 
One of my favorite stories is Mr. Fuji. It was still in the kayfabe era where guys had to pretend if they were bad guys, they were bad guys. Yeah. They, they had to keep it going. The good, the good guys only hung out with the good guys, and the bad guys hung out with the bad guys. <laughs> Fuji comes in. It's like old Fuji, Yokozuna Fuji. And he like he comes in, he's like, oh, hello. You know, it's a big crowd. Mr. Fuji, Mr. Fuji. You know, can I have your autograph? He's like, yes, everybody. Uh, I need everybody to line up against the wall. And, like, all the kids lined up, and he goes, okay, Mr. Fuji, go to his room now and get Pat and I'd be right down. Never came back. Um, then one time we were leaving, and, like, we only met, like, bad wrestlers that night. We met, like, Virgil and, you know. Well, what's wrong with Virgil? Well, you know, he, he, was, he was the million-dollar man's escort. He's signing autographs in the subway. That's what's wrong with him now. You, if you want to meet him, just you could call. He's a hell of a lot cheaper of an escort than Buff Bagwell. So... We were leaving, and we were kind of disappointed. All of a sudden, this car pulls up. I'm like, dude, that looks like uh, Paul Bearer's driving. So the car pulls up, stops. I'm like, wouldn't this be awesome if Undertaker was in the car? All of a sudden, Paul Bearer pops out. And I've only known him as the guy on TV. So I'm like, oh, Paul. You know, I'm kind of creeped out because it's dark. And it's just the three of us, and it's a dark parking lot. And he's like, I'm like, well, Paul, can I get your autograph? Can I get your autograph? And he's like, oh, how you boys doing? You want my autograph? Hell yeah, come over. Guess who's on the other end? All of a sudden, the door opens and Undertaker just comes out, but he does not break character. I'm like, "Can I have your under? Can I have your autograph? Can I have your autograph?" And he just puts his hand out. And he goes, "Yes." That's amazing. amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Per- Percy was his name. Percy. Yeah. Percy Pringle. Pringle. And if you're gonna refer to him, I mean, refer to him in the proper respect. Hall of Fame inductee. Paul Bear. Paul Bear. That's right. Yeah. Newly inducted yeah. Hall of Famer. Just announced. Uh, so it's it's him, Ultimate Warrior. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Jake. Lita, oh, Jake, Jake, yeah, yeah, Lita and Jake. Lita was my gal. She, Lita she was might, everyone's she might have been who brought me back to WWE after the WCW sabbatical. That tattoo. That's when I decided that tattoos were okay on women. She seemed a little <laughs> rough for me. I'm gonna be too honest. Rough? Too rough. Too, out there. I'm, I'm from, more of a sable. You I'm, know. I'm from Kirkland. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. your classic. classic I'm more of a classy. Uh, give me yeah. a sunny or a sable. I like my strippers looking like strippers. Hey, it. <laughs> It took me a long time to realize that I could be attracted to really beautiful women, and I finally found it, guys. There you go. Can I give you another uh, backstage story? Yeah, please. Okay. These are boring. Mine's are fours. Yours are tens. uh, uh, Great stories, though. One time we we were waiting all night, and it was, like, really late. Like, they were ready to kick us out, and the bar was closing. Out stumbles from the bar, drunk as hell, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Really? And we're like, you know, Steve, can we get your autograph? Can we get your autograph? Now, He's when like, you say you're a kid, you're about 23. No, no, yeah. no. I'm like 14, 15. Steve, he, he comes out. He's like, hell, you boys want my autograph? Get over here. And he's like grabbing us. He's like putting us in headlines. He's like, hell, I'll give you a stunner. And he's got a handler. Yeah. And it's just like it's a young kid. He's like, Steve, you need to go. You need to go. He's like, hell, I'll go when I want to go. I'll whoop your ass. So, totally the real guy. Now, it's not that he didn't break characters, it's just that's that, that is exactly who he was. He is part of his character. That, that's it. But here's my thing. 14. When did he go from stunning Steve to Stone Cold? It must have been, I, my guess, Al, I, we're, we're the same age. Uh, you had to have been at least 20, 21. Maybe 20 if you couldn't get into the bar. It had to have been right around there. No, I dude, I was seriously, it was... Could you, how did you get there? Did you drive yourself? He didn't or? become Stone Cold until about 96, 97. Okay, I graduated high school in 98. All right. You, oh, you're, so you're, you're like behind 15. me. That's right. We're a month apart, month and a half, but since you're later in the summer and I'm earlier in the summer, 
We get split up. Yeah, so that's exactly what it is. No, that is what it is. Yeah, I'm about to super kick you. I'm not saying that you got held back. I'm saying that that's what happened. <laughs> Damn registration rule. <laughs> my, listen, my parents had a divorce when I was a young kid. It was an emotional time in my life. They oh, held me back in kindergarten. Wow, well, they just me. pulled you Look down there. Way to go. Look at that. I failed kindergarten. No, did you? Yeah, I did. No, I wasn't asking for that. I did thought I, that. I honestly thought it was that I, I got held back from kindergarten. I thought I was wow. born at the beginning of June, and you're born at the end of July. Uh huh. We'll go with so, that. So, yeah, let's go with that. Um, we'll cut that other bullshit out. Let's see. Let's Ooh, see. Uh, that um, a dark spot right there. Who else did I meet? Uh, <laughs> Stone Cold. Um, when when I was a kid, my uh, grandmother. Uh, and my grandparents were on a road trip back from Texas, and they ran into some wrestlers at a bar. May Young, and, and they showed up with they showed up to my place with an autograph on notebook paper, and they said these two wrestlers. Now, one I think was Hillbilly something. Hillbilly uh, Jim. Hillbilly Jim said it in cursive. It was it was his. Oh, autograph. you didn't just sign it with an X or anything? Hillbilly, no, it, he he could he could read and write. And then the other one I couldn't make out, but it kind of looked like it might have been Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. So I just went with it my whole life. Nice. I'm pretty sure that <laughs> it's Ric Flair. There's no reason Ric Flair and Hillbilly Jim would have been hanging out at a diner. There's absolutely no reason. It wasn't a diner. No. Grandma and Grandpa went to happy hour at that time. They were like in their, shoot, I don't know for sure, probably mid-60s. Yeah. They were still hitting up happy hours on the road trip back. No doubt about it. Yeah. Listen, you, people from Kirkland never stop, from what I understand. Listen, I've, I've been there on Thanksgiving. Got to send a shout-out to my grade school right now. Uh, they took down the Kirkland grade school. Maybe you saw it. I, posted I did. That's very, yeah. very sad. It's a big deal. So we're in the overtime. Uh, Al Archer's my partner here. Buckets is here with us tonight. Thank you for joining us. Buckets, you ever meet anybody? I've actually never met a wrestler. Weird. Like okay. a proper wrestler. I've yeah. met, like, regular athletes, like, re- legitimate athletes. Right. Not that wrestlers aren't, but... No, you know I mean. but, yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, in... As part of my journalism career, but never, never a wrestler. I never did the. I never camped out at a bar. I never. Yeah. I never told people I was twelve and I was actually twenty-one. All right, you know, enough with that. These are these are details nobody really needs to get into. I mean, I do have a great picture of me. Of course, me. <laughs> Wonderful. Say, yeah. I mean, it couldn't be a great picture without it. Me, Owen Hart, Bret Hart. And Stu Hart. Wow. That's really? a great picture. That is a great picture. That's a How fantastic that? picture. WrestleMania 13. 17 years. Wow. wow. Yeah. Buckets, this, guy has a, do quick this guy has a great picture of him with uh, as a Cubs fan uh, with Andre Dawson. Okay. And Al doesn't yeah. like baseball at all. He's <laughs> no, got a he picture doesn't. with the Hawk. I don't have I a was, picture. I, I was, grew up on the Hawk. Like, he, he was my guy. I was doing country music. I was doing country radio. I was doing a morning show in a small town, and for some reason... He was promoting some local country <laughs> singer. So he was spending the night at this kid's house. Now, I'm not reading into that. I'm just, get, I'm re- I'm just reporting the facts. I think he up. had his own rope. Back it up. The co- wait, the kid won the contest, or he was just staying at this kid's house? Like, uh, before Craigslist, I just picked this random kid's He was house. like, I don't know the story. I don't know what was going on. But he was promoting this kid to be a country singer. With some shady like promotion company out of Florida, and the kid was local, like he lived, you know, within the within the county. Right. And for some reason, Andre Dawson was down. Now this is Paris, Illinois. Okay. So I mean, it's starting to make more sense. Three hours out of Chicago, three four hours. Maybe it was yeah. six. 
Up eh, three. probably three, four. Three, three yeah, Mexican. Three, three, four. Because it's, it's close to Champagne, right? It's not any further south than Champagne. It's like straight across. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. 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 So, three, three and a half. so, yeah, he was spent, it was like, oh, yeah, I'm sp-, and there really weren't a lot of hotels out there, and the kid probably lived in a mansion. You know, his dad was probably some rich farmer. So, I, I but yeah, that sounds like something that would happen in like a, a John Landis movie. Derek, you were in uh, Champagne. Uh, you graduated from there in what, about 02, 03? 02. 02. Were you, were you operating out of the station in, in 01, 02 ish? Is that where the time frame goes? Uh, Al, were you, were <laughs> yeah, you in Al. Paris at the country station there? Yeah. He was the, uh, the morning DJ, the afternoon guy for a little while before that, but then uh. ended up with the, uh, with the big gig in the morning, right? <laughs> That's right. I moved to mornings. Yeah. After uh, getting demoted to middays. Do you have any country friend fans? Like friends that were big country, country fans? You're in Champagne. You had to. Um, no, it's, you know what? The, like my, my girlfriend at the time, her dad like actually worked for uh, John Deere out of Peoria. Okay. So like her family was was pretty big into country. All right. Yeah. No. It, it, and I, but I had some friends that... like um, oh, from another town close by. I can't even remember anymore. But farmers. Uh, what, oh, there's there's some. Weird I definitely met a lot of there. like more Lots country dudes there than I knew before I went. Yeah. But Al Al had a lot of country fans from U of I. Like the college kids started listening to your music. Oh, well, like yeah. Hey, actually, you, you were an hour out. Eastern Illinois University. I was between. I was. I hit Terre Haute, Indiana. So I hit ISU. Yeah. Peyton Manning was a listener of mine. He was a big fan. He would do his training camp down there in Terre Haute. Oh, okay. And he, uh, he would call in and be like, man, I love the guy that the country. This is Peyton Manning. And I, I didn't really buy it, but it was. It actually was. Wow. And uh, I hit up Eastern Illinois University and just touched Champagne. Just barely touched. And now Terre Haute, Indiana has a country station that's like the most listened to station, bar none, in any market. It gets a 20 share. So no one in Terre Haute was listening to me. Champagne has a heritage country station that's been there forever. No one in Champagne was listening to me. And uh, well, Charleston. I wonder, Charleston, if, I wonder if Lauren knows heritage country. Like they had like a heritage country down there. Uh, I mean, yeah. By heritage, I mean it's been there forever. Yeah, but there's okay. one like powerful country station. I thought that was their tagline, like heritage country. No, I don't remember uh, what the tagline was. All right, Wixie maybe. Wixie. Wixie. I've heard that. Yeah. Oh, what a beautiful picture. There you go. What what is what is this? What is what's going on over here? So uh, yeah, there's an like, American flag. Uh, um, so this is, it's like a, it looks like an old window on like a warehouse or farmhouse or something. Oh yeah, what is that, Derek? And it's just like this dude, this artist uh, painted it to be an American flag. So there's like, there's eight panes. So there's um, the stars in the blue in the upper left pane and the rest of the stars and stripes. And I got it because uh, it was at a... An, an art sale or something in um, at one of those strip malls wow, in Columbus, man, and I saw it and I was like, I just thought of Clark, so I thought, Wow, Clark has to have that. You wanted to show it to me? No, I wanted you to have it, dude. Are you serious? Look, yeah. That, wow, that, me? that is amazing. That's an American. We'll get a picture. It's pretty of that cool. Up on the Larcher Lawrence site. So if you're listening, well, you are I, listening. I'm I almost guess. kept it you can for myself. It. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. How, how do you? How do you talk your wife into letting you have it? Because I, I, I'm pretty sure Lauren, she she knows that she'll let me. Ah. Is it going in the bathroom next to the Rocky poster? The That'd extra be. bathroom that is. Yeah. I don't know. 
Maybe it can go below Georgia or above Georgia. I, I think it looks appropriate uh, well, around Georgia. Well, it's really great. They can work together because Al Archer a couple years ago picked out that George Washington, the original, number one. He's a fine American. The OG. He is a fine American, that yeah. is for sure. And now I have this American flag. That's going to be a perfect count. Thank you, Derek. Thanks for bringing it. My pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. That's nice. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. All right. Let's get real about it. Was there anything that we wanted to touch up on before before this microphone got off, before we had the pleasure of having Buckets here, and now Derek as well? Uh, is there anything uh, – we'll go with wrestling. Is there anything wrestling that we needed to just get out of our heart and out of our soul tonight? Uh, not for me. I mean, I feel like we covered a lot of it. Uh, I will, I will, Al – I want to ask you this because you've you've been a wrestling fan for a while. Clark can chime in as well. Yeah, uh, I've already said my Sting. Sting is my favorite wrestler of all time. Of all know. time. Ooh. Where, wow. where 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 do you guys throw your hats on that? I can go first. If I I don't care. It's tough for me because I, I there's eras like yeah. There was guy. I mean, my favorite of all time. Like when I was a kid, number one was Bobby Heaton. But as a wrestler, I loved Rowdy Piper. Um, but. Nobody was better than Austin. No one was better in my childhood than Hogan. And when I look back and I was an adult at what Mick Foley did, it's just phenomenal. The Attitude Era, though, was my era. So those guys were the guys for me, even though the 80s guys hold a very special place in my heart. So there's a lot of sports out there where the guys who really were the first ones to really revolutionize the sport, like... uh, in football, you know, you had your Sid Luckmans. They played the game better than most men among the crowd. Uh, you hear about Mike Ditka playing. He revolutionized the tight end position, right? He okay. changed it. He, uh, he, he started catching the ball, scored touchdowns. Tight ends didn't really do that before then. I got to watch and witness the guy who changed the game for professional wrestling everywhere, what they now call sports entertainment. I got to witness Hulk Hogan being who he was. Yeah. And to me, uh, you could say that it's bandwagon, but there's a reason why he'll get a pop anywhere. I was surprised. When he came back to the WWE, what, 10 years ago when he started after the NWO thing, then he went yep, to the Mr. America. Can't. Well, yeah. first he did it, and then Mr. America. I was surprised with how well they took to him. Like, I, I, I thought maybe that fan was over him and done with. I really did, especially. And he like, put on a great performance with The Rock at WrestleMania. I thought they had a hell of a match. Yeah, that and, was and awesome. That was a great thing, and they both got better than Warrior Hogan. I would say my number one, Hogan. I'm going to go, you, you've changed my heart. You've, Hogan, Hogan. I'm going to clear number one, Hogan. Yeah. Hogan, Austin, Piper, Mankind. It's my really? top five. Yeah. Wow, that's your top. I, I'll have to get to this at another time. Do you have a top five? Top five would be tough. I mean, Sting. I, I, I respect the Sting choice. I want you I, to know I, that. Sting, I really I, do. Sting, I, Sting was, I, I don't get it. I, was writing, I respect it. I was right when he was huge with the the yeah. rainbow face paint. and it, just It was the crow. Yeah, well, but before he even switched over to the Before that, I'm talking about, bat, yeah. The, he had blue paint on his yeah, face. I don't know why, but seven-year-old buckets fucking love that shit. The blonde spiked hair, man. Yeah. Come on. He was from Venice Beach. That was good stuff. Hogan was from... In, in high school for homecoming, I dressed my... In, in our school colors, blue and gold, I did the sting mask. See, no doubt about it. It was like you had on. to. Wasn't that the same as the Road Warrior mask though? And the Ultimate Warrior mask. But like, whatever. It's different because of the blonde. And sting hair. and Warrior were once tag team partners. That's true. When were they tag team partners? In in the late WCW? Or, um, or early before Warrior? I think it was like AWA. It was, yeah, oh, it was before before Warrior, before Warrior became. Okay. Warrior. Basically, yeah, yeah. they were both bodybuilders with a look, and they were like, "Hey, why don't you guys wrestle?" Yep. Wow. So, 
Yeah. I don't know if that's your thing. If you muscle guys is, I mean, hey, <laughs> you go for it. it off five. I Mick Foley, <laughs> Mick Foley, really? <laughs> Big news with the uh, with the Larcher and Lawrence Sports Show here. This is breaking. Uh, we will no longer be running off of our. Uh, we, we used to have two soup cans connected by a string to run the podcast here. Oh yeah, that's why I didn't have to leave my apartment. Yeah. Well. We no longer we're updating our technology. We got brand new equipment coming into this joint, and the shows are going to be flawless from here on out. By the way, speaking of news, because next week it might be the Larcher and Graveliner show, because uh, the whole I just brought you back to Hogan. The whole thing with with Austin, like you not getting the Austin era, is disgusting. Now that you have the network, what do you mean that's disgusting? It's, it's just brutal. It's not. Disgusting. It's not wrestling. Buckets was on my side with that. If you go, he's not on your if you go back and you watch the Austin era and you still think that it's not one of the most greatest times, then you're crazy. I start with Bret Hart versus Steve Austin, yeah. WrestleMania 13 in the Rosemont Horizon, and go from there. That's where it begins. Remember the, out, the Caesar's Palace WrestleMania where Hogan challenged Yokozuna right after he beat Bret Hart? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm black eye. That black guy stands out, and it being outdoors. One more, yeah. one more, th- one more plug for the wrestling game. Yeah, thirty years <laughs> of WrestleMania. What's it called? I don't know. It's a, it's on PS3 and uh, or no PS4. WrestlingGame.com. Why it's the it's the guys who used to do the cool football game before Madden when Madden and this other game it's were at war. Why two the Sega the Sega Y two K two K Sports. Yeah, That's yeah, who's yeah. making it. NFL two K. The feel of it, like when you feel play a match, it feels like a real match, and the look feels like a real match. And thirty years of WrestleMania, and you go through all thirty WrestleManias, and you play the big match. You have to go through the spots it's, in the match. It's franchise mode. It's thirty years Is of it WrestleMania. Basically, franchise mode. It's what unlocks all the wrestlers. What do you yeah, get yeah. if you? Oh, okay, so basically, as people? you go, you're unlocking everybody. Okay. But I mean, you'll play. You'll go to WrestleMania seven, and you'll play Savage versus uh, Flair, and it'll okay. show all the video packages of every one of them. So you wa- you literally go through the entire history of WrestleMania. I played. You were talking about the Undertaker, um, CM Punk. Yeah. I played that, and one of the spots in the match was, uh, you know, he, he walks on the ropes. That yeah. happens in the match. Yeah. In the good. game, too. So, Wait, like, you while, play through. While you were wrestling the game, that happened? Yeah. Like, they'll do that. Wow. Yeah, they, like, it, you set it up. Like, you have to get to certain points. It sets up big moves in the match. The, the last time I owned a gaming system, I had Madden 03. And I had owned all the Maddens from, like, since they started being yeared. I, yeah. I, don't, I think I missed the very first one, like in 90 that wasn't named. But I had owned them all through 93, and that was my last gaming system. Wow. And, or, I'm sorry, through 03, through Madden, Madden 03. Uh, and that's kind of coincides to when I moved to Chicago. I just no. I got out of the video games, and I don't know what happened. I'm going home and playing the new South Park game. Oh, it's Stick of Truth? Yeah. Any good? Yeah, I'm digging it. Al Gore's in it. Yeah. I just became friends with him. And then Cartman wants me to recruit Token. And who's the Spaz kid? Oh, uh, not Butters. Butters, yeah, Butters. But, no, Butters is my buddy. Butters, Butters is my partner. Kid? Yeah, the coffee kid. Okay, I know you're talking Butters about. Butters is my, like, he, him. Tweak. He, he comes. Tweak. Tweak. Tweak, yeah. <laughs> We're trying to recruit Tweak, but I got to go see Kenny's mom to get a delivery. And on the way, I stopped at the City Walk. And all he had on the menu was Mongolian beef, Mongolian chicken, and there were a bunch of Mongolians. He's oh, like, city walk. Yeah, so he's like, I do me a favor and go next door and kick the shit out of all the uh, um, little Mongolian kids. So the Mongolians move because their food is terrible. 
So I went and I beat the hell out of the Mongolians. And there's like bosses. You, you fight, you know, through this tower. You get to the top and there's like a boss Mongolian. So it's like an old school Final Fantasy game. I was going to say, so it's Final Fantasy. <sighs> totally. Yeah. I really wanted to like that game, and I hate Final Fantasy, so I'm never going to pick it up. I love, I love Final Fantasy. Your, your, your character is douchebag. You like you meet Cartman and like Cartman's running this whole kingdom because he's at war with the elves and uh, you go in you go into like the camp and you're like put in your name and you know you put your name in and I'm like Elvis he's like no you're douchebag right and it's like yes or no and you're like no he's like no you're douchebag <laughs> like all right so then you're a douchebag all right all right I'm plugging yeah. games tonight, Clark. No, just keep rolling with it. That was uh, absolutely marvelous. Thank you for for boring. Uh, I mean, that was great. It was really nice. Oh, stuff. please! These really kids wanted to know stuff. about the uh, South Park game. We're gonna have to play around with the WWE Network just for a little bit. Yeah, okay. For a couple minutes. All right. After, I'm after the headphones the show. off. No, keep them on for a second. Ladies we're, and gentlemen, we're not done yet. We're not, Boys we're, and girls, children of all ages. Oh, uh, oh speaking of that, do you want to do you want to comment on the New Age Outlaws? Uh, New Age Outlaws. With that they, move. they drop the titles. Uh, a B coming out at Raw. The uh, Road Dog comes down, grabs the mic like oh, he usually does. A little strut. Mm-hmm. And then says, I don't think you're worthy of hearing my catchphrases. Drops the mic. That wasn't on TV, was it? Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. But did the crowd get smart? Oh, they got pissed. Right. So then they go to commercial, and crowd starts cheering, extra, et cetera, et cetera. He picks up the mic. During commercial? Yeah, during commercial, mid-match, picks up the mic, and he's like, you guys suck. You can do better than that. And just drops the oh, mic. Oh, they again. were totally trying to get you guys. <laughs> oh, they were. Wow, they were, they were to... going. To, did, did they work? Did it work? Did what the WWE that did that night? And this is coming from you. You were there. Did they? Were they brilliant enough to stifle? Yes. Hijack yes. Raw. Yes. Absolutely, because they referenced Hijack Raw in the biggest segment of the show. Like yes. Daniel Bryan comes out, starts talking, mentions Hijack Raw, and right from there, it was like your parents figured out. Something was cool, and now it's not cool anymore. And, yeah, and what it. they did there was brilliant because if the New Age Head Shrinkers would have won that match yeah. and won the titles Rikishi on a major kid. show, yep. they nobody they, that crowd wouldn't have cared. Right. But the, the fact that the New Age Outlaws turned on them and got everyone pissed, all of a sudden they win the title, yeah. there's chairs, and people are happy. So, brilliant. Yeah. I, I was reading up on them a little bit. They're, they're faces right now, right? They're, they're the New not, Age Head Shrinkers? Yeah, the, they're, the they're way, are you talking about the Outlaws or the Usos? The Usos. The, the New Usos. Age Outlaws. They're who Al is referring to as the New Age Head Shrinkers. They are. No, the New Age Head Shrinkers. Yeah, we we you, figured that yeah, out a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, if you, if you know old school wrestling, you, know, you yeah. know the reference. Well, because their dad was one of the Head Shrinkers yeah. before he became Rikishi, which th- those are his real kids. Yeah, that's Rikishi. Rikishi I, used to, I first heard that on Monday, them reference Rikishi's happy at home, sitting on or their dad yeah. sitting on his couch at home, and they were talking about Rikishi. For, he's not dead like Edge. Yeah. <laughs> for you CM, also not dead. For you CM Punk, or, or for you John Cena fans, Rikishi was a fat guy who used to rub his ass in people's faces. Who's dead then? Everyone else. No, if we're talking Edge and Christian... No, neither of them are dead. No, there's one other guy from right around that time. Are you talking Matt Hardy? No. He's nope, he's alive. also still alive. Who's his partner? Jeff Hardy? He's alive? Both, both yeah. alive. All right. I don't they're know who's re- dead. They're reuniting at an indie show. Guys, tweet us, because obviously <laughs> we, don't, we don't have access to the internet right now. There's so, so many dead wrestlers, and we can't discover the one. All we can name are live ones. Uh, Kurt Hennings' kid, I do know that, is Kurt Axel. Curtis Axel, right? Mm-hmm. That's Kurt Hennings' yep. kid. Uh, TNA. Kurt 
Henning's dad was Larry the Axe Henning. That's correct. That yeah. is correct. Yeah. So. Perfect. Uh, nobody could spit out a piece of gum and toss it aside like they could. I still do that to this day. Hey, Derek, did you have a piece of that yet, of the Pequots? Yeah. Because I was, uh, you had asked, you said, yeah, let's, if, if we're going to, because you had stopped and you had gotten crappy pizza along the way here. Is that correct? Like uh, you had stopped at some Sparrow or? That's true. I, it was a Speedway, actually. It okay. was delicious yeah. Speedway we should, pizza. We'll, we'll bleep that out so we don't get sued yeah. later because enough people listen to this. It, it was delicious. Okay, yeah. I said it was yeah. delicious. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, and then you had said something good. And you had went with one of the more uh, broadcast local names, uh, and I decided we, we thought that maybe we'd grab one of the uh, the traditional the local joints. Yeah, uh, it's been a minute since you've been out of town. Have you ever had Pequots? I haven't had it. Yeah, and, and what, what did you think? It's good. All right, good, cool, it's good. Good, I like it. We could stick with that. All right, good. Yeah, cool, awesome. All right, are we done? Because I'm I'm done. I mean, really, I'm ready to take my headphones off. (laughs) I mean, I want to go home. I got some Cartman to play. Well, that just, it it really just depends. Clark's not holding you hostage. I just, I'm trying to get into Token's house, but the security guard at the front gate at uh, Blackmore Manor sprayed me with uh, mace, but I found out through Twitter that the hillbilly guys... They sell a gas mask, so I just bought the gas mask. I got detoured with the Mongolians along the way. So, Did you get caught up on True Detective? No, I tried last night episode two. I watched RoboCop. Bad? Oh, it was like 18 violence in a movie that should be very violent. Uh-huh. And it was just, it, it was embarrassingly bad. It was horrible. I love RoboCop. You and I had the conversation, brother, uh, weeks ago, months ago. I said, did you hear the new RoboCop's PG? How much bullshit is this? Yeah. And you didn't quite get it. No, I didn't. I'm sorry. And I haven't I seen the movie. And now I'm not going to see it. Oh, wait. Stop the music. Stop the music. Hold the music. Stop the music. Right. I love a real American. But ladies and gentlemen, we have breaking news. We made a bet a while ago about uh, Jay Cutler and the stakes. And then yeah, that I is correct. Did, and I won. I, yes. And, and then, I won the stakes. And then I, I did another nope. bet with you. Nope. Nope. I you won bet. The I don't know what you're talking about. You I, bet I won Carl. What are you talking about? You bet. You bet. What are you talking about? Fresh Prince's dad what, what would be in the Oscar about? scroll, and he was. You bet me a stake that <gasps> Fresh Prince's dad would be in the Oscar scroll, and the Oscars were this weekend. He's dead. He wasn't in the scroll. How do you know this? I have sources. I go to Raja. <laughs> you didn't watch the Oscars the other night. Of course I did. No, you did not. How do you know? Oh my goodness! Yeah, death reel wasn't there, so we're even. Yeah, the, the bet was that Uncle Phil hit the Not music. The that Uncle Phil would make it. The bet was that Uncle Phil. Oh, oh. rude! <laughs> he wasn't in one movie. He wasn't in one one no, movie. He's in several movies. That doesn't mean he has to be part no. of the scroll. Uh-uh. The rule has always been: if a guy no. has become famous on TV, no. the rule is forty been or in thirty. One effing movie. One effing movie. If they have. Oh. I can't believe I lost that. The stakes are done. The professor from Gilligan's Island didn't make it either. You no longer owe me a stake. This I is bullcrap, Archer. Even though I think I did a stake with you. My goodness. Uh, let's still go for steak and we'll uh, we'll go halvesies on it. Go Dutch. I'm going to have a, a double dirty martini. Extra dirty. A nice filet. You pay for mine, I'll pay for yours. Fine. I get a strip. I love a strip. It's only steak to get. Hey, uh, buckets. 
thank you so much for joining us tonight. Larcher and Lawrence, thank you so much for Wait. having me. And what was it? Larcher and Lawrence, thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Bucket. Yeah. Uh, at Bucket's Light on Twitter. L-I-T-E. Um, this guy is a, a bucket of sports knowledge. Jesus. Uh, Derek McGrath, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Derek. My pleasure, guys. Thanks for having uh, me. Due to traffic, you showed up a, a little late, and uh, I, I was happy to have you on. I'm happy. I called dibs on the bedroom because you were late. So. <laughs> Thank you so much on the, the painting, the, the artwork. Yeah, buddy. It is. Uh, You're welcome. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's Americana. Yeah. Al Archer, anything else? What you going to do, brother? Uh, no, I have nothing. Larger and Larger Sports Show. Bear signed Radcliffe to a two-year to, to deal. That's good news. We need help on the line. Uh, the Bulls were, uh, were beating the Pistons earlier, too. What? We're talking wrestling tonight, Clark. He's Al Archer. I'm Clark Lawrence. And Steve McMichael. Woo! Four horsemen. 85 bear. Doesn't get any better than that. I'm out of here. This is a Ricky Ricardo production.